Hello and welcome to another episode of Geeking Cannabis. Today I am here with a longtime friend, known him for probably over 15 years, yep. Zippy. Hi, welcome. Thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. So, you are an artist in the Chicagoland area. Yes, ma'am. What do you go by? Uh, I go by Greedy Chulo, also known as Bambino, which is a stage name that I use. Uh, typically use Bambino for like uh, stage chants. Okay. So, yeah. So, what is the, um, what's the origins behind your name? Uh, well, Greedy was my nickname originally. Uh, I had family members or friends that had called me Greedy. And those, like, specific reason. But um, it's funny how I got the chulo in the. <laughs> it was this girl that I used to mess with, and uh, she was Puerto Rican. And she called me Papi Chulo. <laughs> so I pretty much... <laughs> I pretty much just kept putting greedy chulo together and it just stuck with me. So I'm like, I, I'll use this. I enjoy this. Nice. <laughs> uh, Bambino had came from uh, just baby boy, pretty much. I uh, always had pretty much like kind of like a baby face for the longest time. And um, actually had worked with people or known like people, of course, that's older than me. You know, always, I was the baby around. Mm -hmm. and it was baby boy and shit. So Bambino just came around and I stuck with it, ran with it. That's it. Nice. Yeah. So what kind of category of music would you say you are in? Uh, it's an interesting question because I try to be as versatile as possible. Uh, a lot of people that know me know I listen to literally everything. I listen to Slipknot, which is like my favorite band ever. Um, I listen to a lot of rap. I listen to anything, but specifically, my music uh, is hip hop or rap, but I try to, uh, you know, switch it up to make it more appealing to different crowds, mm -hmm. you know, different uh, demographic of people, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Nice. So what are you working on right now? Uh, right now, I got some videos that we actually just shot. I got a close friend of mine. His name uh, is Retro Zay. Um, you, can follow on, you can follow him on Instagram. It's uh, hail underscore Zay. And um, we shot two videos. He, uh, the camera guy, he told us we should see like a turnaround time in about like a week or so. Um, also did a song with Bowie. That's a good friend of mine as well. Just knocked out a song with him probably like a week ago. He actually just dropped the uh, entire mixtape. Okay. Uh, I suggest everyone go check that out. It's on YouTube. Uh, I'm not sure of the name though. I actually forgot it. My That's bad, okay. Bowie. <laughs> but um, other than that, yeah, we just trying to pump out as much visuals as we can. I already got a lot of music out right now. I uh, already dropped a mixtape with uh, Zay. Um, it's called All Gas, No Breaks. Mm -hmm. uh, that's on SoundCloud and YouTube. Um, other than that, got plenty of music out, just visuals. A lot of visuals. Yeah, and a lot of your music is on YouTube, right? Yeah, a lot of my music is on YouTube. Majority of my music is on YouTube. Yeah, I've watched a couple of your videos. I love the visuals. You, I feel like, tell me if I'm wrong, is like kind of like a trip whenever you're watching it because mm -hmm. of like the visual effect, like going side to side and going in and out. And like, um, it just seems trippy and it just like will move really flowing into the next scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, I try to, um, that's, that's, that's one thing that I, try to do with my visuals um i feel like the music the music's already behind it it's mm -hmm. already good or whatever i feel like if you're an artist any music video you do it shouldn't be just straight uh 
you rapping or putting guns in videos or whatever. I mean, you could do that, but put something behind it. Either have a story mm -hmm. or some type of visual effect that'll catch a person's eye. And majority of the time, if I show people music videos, not in, not even just of mine, just mm -hmm. in general, if I show them music videos or whatever, they might not particularly like the song, but they love the video, mm -hmm. and then they eventually like the song and they gravitate to it. Yeah. So you know, it's it's kind of like a a marketing thing as well mm -hmm. too. So a lot of business into it. So your most recent video that you've made, how would you say is the um, story behind that video with the song? Um, the one that like the one that's not out, like the one like we just shot. Mm -hmm. To be honest, um, I didn't really set it up because uh, it was a feature. Okay. So um, with Zay, he just he hired the videographer. We uh, shot it inside like the studio area, but it wasn't like a um, music studio. It was mm -hmm. like, like a, a studio apartment. Nice and big, though. It was um, pretty spacious. But we got like some nice visuals in. Uh, but I was like kind of critiquing. Like, see, anytime uh, we do videos, I typically play director mm -hmm. a lot. It's just a habit of mine. Excuse me. But um, I typically always end up telling the cameraman what angle to shoot or mm -hmm. how to like pan in or pan out or b-roll and stuff like that it just became a habit uh, especially because uh chris vaguera shout out to chris vaguera so really cool dude he shot my last three videos actually mm -hmm. i plan on working with him more but that kid's a genius whether it comes from b-roll or any type of editing uh his editing skills are crazy so yeah nice so what would you say is your main inspiration for music? Or m many, if you have them. Music is, is crazy to me. Uh, I just feel like, in my opinion, I'm pretty sure a lot of people could agree, but it's like, it's definitely like an escape route. You know, mm -hmm. it, I say like my inspiration originally came from Slipknot or like Ask Alexandria and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy that I say that because I don't want to sound like a trippy red person or whatever, but I'm like genuinely speaking because like I actually, that's like my main music I listen to anyway. I like mm -hmm. rap, I like hip hop and stuff like that, but like if I could pick, it would definitely be that. But um, that's definitely my inspiration. Watching and growing up to Slipknot and listen to their lyrics and stuff like that, I've never listened to a Lil Wayne song and felt something, mm -hmm. you know? Of course you feel cool and stuff, but like being inspired, or like wanting to get up and do something, mm -hmm. you know, or like change something or leave type some type of legacy. That's where I knew like I wanted to make music, but uh, also at the same time, I, I also felt like I had to be realistic. I didn't want to be the weird kid that that's screaming, you know. Like I'm pretty sure there's plenty of black people that do that, and I'm not throwing any shade towards it. Mm -hmm. I just I don't know. I just I want to take a different route, and I still like I still, I still like hip hop. I like mm -hmm. rap, so and that's what I'm good at. That's what I'm talented at. So, yeah. But to answer your question, definitely Slipknot. That's like a big inspiration, to be honest. Nice. So, yeah. So, you write your lyrics really from the heart? Pretty much. Um, majority of my songs that I recently did, those were freestyles. But any songs that I um, wrote, definitely from the heart. I got a couple songs that I actually uh, put out, like F Your Feelings. That's on all platforms. That song I wrote, that's everything that's me, you know? Um, I took my time out and I actually wanted to sit there and write something that could uh, have people relate to, you know, mm -hmm. not just, you know, violence or whatever and stuff like that. I wanted to actually be like a conscious rapper, you know, mm -hmm. or just like I say, like the versatile stuff. I want to 
be able to show people that I can take any route of music mm-hmm. that I can, you know? So, yeah. So do you write your lyrics more like a poem or you're just like thinking them in your head and do you try to make it rhyme or how do you make yours flow? Um, typically, it starts off with a beat. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I just go through beats all day. I listen to beats all the time. And um, after I like catch like a rhythm or I get like a melody, then it starts off with like a freestyle, mm-hmm. uh, essentially. And um, after the freestyle, like whatever I said while I was freestyling, whatever, I'll end up writing it. And then it'll just go right into my notes. But if I ever like go to the studio and a homie wants to knock out a, a song real quick or whatever, then that's why I'm just freestyling. Then like we're just tapping in and tapping out pretty much, you know, like delete this, put that in, you know, so it goes different ways. Yeah. Nice. So what is your, what is the most heartfelt song you said? You said, fuck your feelings that you think is the most heartfelt. Yeah. So, um, it's actually between that and damaged damaged. Uh, it's not super lyrical, Mm -hmm. but the, um, I want to know if I'm using this right. The Mm ambiance of the song. Okay. Yeah. That the, the, the song has the entirety, uh, I feel like to me that's my most emotional, I guess. Okay. But fuck your feelings. The reason why I say F your feelings is because on all platforms they uh my label, they had to get it like copyrighted and stuff like that and they wanted to get monetized. Okay. So yeah. But um fuck your feelings. That was me actually speaking from um just like my life point of view. But I had this other song called Pain Thing Music. Okay. So now I took gangbang music and made it pain thing music instead and I literally told the story from when I was like 14 years old and like how I was alone or whatever and you know pretty much anything that people can you know relate to you know so I don't want to just be like the most relatable rapper or you know stuff like that I just want to like I say be as versatile as possible you know Mm -hmm. I want to make music that people can go to a club and enjoy or I want to make music that people can sit in their room and think about and you know feel you know Mm -hmm. I want to be that person so I feel like that is a really good direction that you're headed in. Would you ever consider making like country music or something like that? Like I say, I'm so open-minded to music that I don't see myself being stuck in a category. Mm-hmm. So like I, I just appreciate music so much, you know, and um, like I said, uh, it's the it's the principle of me wanting to actually get uh, a whole lot of demographics of like under me, you know, like Mm -hmm. I just want to get a lot of people that listen to this or that, you know, so, and like, I'm a, I'm an artist, you know, so I can't just say I'm a rapper or whatever. If Mm -hmm. you're an artist, you're going to go to different genres and stuff like that. You got to expand. So, and I feel like that's, a good thing to do too with your mm-hmm. artistry you don't want to be stuck in one spot you're not testing yourself you don't see what you can do you know mm-hmm. so much opportunity so do you have a full album out yet uh the full album i'm not working on uh i'm more of a a singles guy okay i, I like to drop singles only because i'm i don't have the exposure that i need or what i want i need to build up a fan base so and i don't want to not overwork myself Mm -hmm. but i don't want to be that guy that got like a thousand songs out and they all got like a hundred views or 10 views you know Mm -hmm. i feel like you gotta 
and that's and that's one thing that people kind of like fail to understand too when you make music i get that you make music for fun or whatever your reason may be but if you just just pumping out music and it's not gaining any traction and you in your your actual goal is to get on mm-hmm. or be successful you're gonna wear yourself out you know oh, i'm sorry about that actually no, um, fine. no it's actually bowie that's funny but i'm gonna silence this real quick all good but yeah uh but yeah no that's the album thing I like I said I want to make sure I have a fan base first, mm-hmm. a, a set stand, uh, a set um, fan base, and after I know that they're gonna get some type of traction, or I got like a nice algorithm going on YouTube or anything, we could definitely talk about album. Nice Just singles. <laughs> so when you get to the album realm, do you want to mess around with different genres specifically for that album? Um, I feel like see me. Like when I did uh, All Gas No Breaks, mm-hmm. that's just a mixtape. When I did All Gas No Breaks, I typically was just focusing on the like the actual aspect of All Gas No Breaks. Like mm-hmm. this is a, it sounds exactly what it is. We're we're having fun. We're just nonstop. You know, it's just a fun album. I mean, uh, mixtape. Um, we're going back and forth on it. Me and uh, Retro Zay. It's like I say, All Gas No Breaks. So. Specifically, if I ever was to do an album, it'll probably stay in one lane of something, like okay. something that's like targeted, you know. Mm-hmm. So, in my mind, I actually have a uh, a cover art for it. It's called um, "The Amazing World of Bambino," that I want to drop. And from the cover art that I got made, it's like my little cartoon self standing on like this planet and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and it's like all cute or whatever. So I kind of like want to make like a kind of like upbeat fun type of mixtape or album you know okay so pretty much like however you see visually of a mixtape cover or album cover that's you pretty much get the um the logistics of how you're going to go into it you know like this what the song is about just from looking at the picture exactly nice exactly nice so what is your favorite song that you've written i have to say Mars. Outer Mars is probably one of my top. I love it, to be honest. Only reason is because it's not dark. It's not too fun. It's just right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it gives me like Lil Tecca vibes. I love Lil Tecca. He's a dope artist. Um, but the, I, I just love it so much. It's different. It, it definitely stands out from how I started off, you know. And then, like, where I'm at now, it's just, like, it l- literally meets that middle ground to where it's, like, it's just so perfect. I love it. It's, it's a very good song. Definitely got to check it out. It's called Autumn Is it the lyrics, too, combined with the way the sound is in the background? And do you have a visual for that one, too? Uh, so, right now, um, no, we don't, have a, we don't have any visuals for that right now. I want to so bad. But the lyrics... Uh, I didn't really put too much thought into the lyrics, and I think that's why I like it, you know? Uh, I didn't, like, overthink it. I mean, I typically don't overthink when it comes to lyrics um, sometimes, but this one, it was just so easy. Like, mm-hmm. the way I flowed on it, um, how I switch up, you know, how I go in and out, you know, um, I definitely showed uh, my skills on that. So that's probably why it's also another favorite of mine. And it just sounds so crisp. It just mm-hmm. sounds so good. So, yeah. Yeah. So... In your journey of an artist, some artists are influenced by 
um, different things. You were obviously influenced by other artists. Some people are influenced by cannabis, like Snoop, Snoop Dogg is definitely influenced by cannabis, mm -hmm. and Willie Nelson, too. How would you say cannabis has played a role in your music, if any? Um, so, I did used to smoke. I probably stopped smoking weed um, almost two years ago. Okay. Just about. But when I did smoke with my music, it was definitely, uh, I felt more fluent, kind of, I guess. It was, it's definitely benefits to it. So I could definitely see why rappers get into it and stuff like that. But uh, I typically try to go to the studio sober. Okay. So, but that's not like, that's not the reason why I stopped. But other than that, I guess it does have that that rapper influence, you know, like the the Waynes and Snoop Dogs and everybody else in between Wiz Khalifa's. So it definitely does have some type of impact to like your artistry. It becomes uh, kind of more creative, mm -hmm. you know, to uh, just anything that you're about to say, like you wouldn't say sober, you know, you just, you just come up with a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Have you written a song that you think people could like chill and listen to? cannabis or smoke cannabis or are you in the works of one i actually have a song called smoke to this okay yeah so uh, <laughs> uh but that one i also have another song called po up that's old that's probably like almost a year and a half now maybe two it's called po up that's i i'd prefer you listen to po up over smoke smoke to this just because of the vibe that po up gives it's like this little like i can't even name it it's like this like this this instrument sound that's in there is like a, I don't know, it's crazy, but you gotta hear it, it's nice. It's very nice and it's soothing too, so. Okay. Yeah. So why did you end up smoking, or end up ending smoking cannabis? Oh boy, I actually had a story. So I have a, a friend of mine named Dennis, and uh, <laughs> I was over his house one day, and he was like, uh, yo, let's smoke whatever, you know, the typical. So he rose up a blunt or whatever. But I think this is around the time that like I was on my verge of quitting. But this okay. is like why I like I stopped. So he's like, yo, zip hit the blunt a few times. And I was like, all right, for sure. So I go over there and I hit the blunt. And I go sit back down. I'm playing Fortnite or something. And Justin Jones comes back up to me and he brings me the blunt. So I'm not paying attention. So I'm just hitting the blunt like regular at this point. And so and I'm counting the times that I hit this blunt. So that's twice. <laughs> I get back up. I finish my game. They're still, like, in rotation or whatever. And I hit the blunt for the third time. Out of, like, nowhere, like, probably like two minutes after that third hit, I felt like I took the fattest dab in my life. And I look at Dennis, and I see Dennis, like, his eyes are, like, bloodshot red. Like, now, imagine you, like, all my friends get high, and I've mm -hmm. seen them all high before. But, like, I seen Dennis, and he looked extremely high he looked fried and i look over at justin and this what made me scared this what scared the shit out of me i look at justin and he looks high and i say justin are you high and he was like yeah dude i'm pretty high my heart dropped in my ass first of all justin jones does ridiculous drugs not to like put him down or whatever i'm not saying like he's like a crackhead mm -hmm. or nothing but he's one of those people and he smokes a lot he smokes a lot and I've never seen him this high. And when he said he was that high, oh, my God. So, long story short, um, into this this high that we're at now, 
we turn on Rick and Morty and stuff like that. And that, to be honest, that actually calmed me down a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, the the show ended up going off, and we're like, all right, we're about to go to bed and stuff like that. And uh, we turn off the lights or whatever. So Dennis goes to bed. Me and Justin stay on the couch while we're just watching TV. And um, Dennis walks out of his room. He goes upstairs to go get food. He's coming back downstairs, and it seems like he's come back downstairs for about, like, 20 minutes. You just hear footsteps just back to back. And me and Justin look at each other. I'm like, I finally say something. I'm like, bro, do you not hear that? <laughs> he was like, I was like, bro. He was like, yeah. He was like, go look. I'm like, fuck no. I'm like, you go look. So I'm like, just sitting there. And now I'm starting to get scared because I'm like, bro, I think Dennis is stuck in a loop. <laughs> I think this kid's stuck in a fucking loop. Trying to go down the stairs and Yeah, can't. like, he can't, he's like, I don't know if he's going up and down it or whatever. And, like, we just hear the footsteps. And it's like, oh, my God. So, now at this point, he's already going downstairs. In reality, he's probably going up and down the stairs probably, like, two minutes. But this shit feels like eternity. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like, the last few seconds, that's why I, like, I get up. Now I'm scared now because I'm, like, now the steps are getting closer. And I'm like, bro, I don't know if this is going to be Dennis or if this is me, like, tripping balls right now. And I know I'm not even tripping, bro. I'm just high. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? Dennis ended up coming downstairs with, like, literally a frying pan of food, like, on a frying pan, like, pan tray that you put in the oven. And I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is happening right now? This kid, oh, my God. Like, I don't even know what was going on. But I remember, like, laughing, but not, like, hysterically. It was, like, kind of like a a nervous laugh like huh this shit's weird as fuck i don't want to be high no more he goes in this room and i guess like i'm sitting down and i had like a beer and i remember like ashing a cigarette in there like the entire time he gets up like i probably like like an hour later Mm -hmm. and he grabs the beer with the cigarette ashes in it and drinks it i'm like yeah bro i don't know how this even came about i don't even want to I don't mm-hmm. want to smoke weed no more. I think this is done. That was the highest I probably ever be, and it was only three hits, three hits. And I'm yeah. like, and he called it a uh, Bruce Banner. That's what Bruce the Bruce Banner. That's what the weed was called, Bruce mm-hmm. Banner. And I'm like, yeah, nah, I'm chilling on that shit. I don't want to smoke anymore. Did it have um, wax in it too, or just the butt itself? It was literally just weed. Hmm. No, 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 uh, no wax, no keef, no extra nothing. Just, I just seen him roll it up smoked it and I'm just like bro that's there's no way do you think it was more thc than anything else like do you know the difference between thc and well, yeah he uh he actually told me that it was a sativa okay and i don't smoke sativa I w- when i was smoking i only liked indica mm-hmm. and um like gelato was my favorite i loved gelato is awesome i loved obama kush that was probably one of my favorites too i had um i had blue dream blue dream wasn't a favorite it was all right um had some other stuff it was called like uh, Southern Lights or something like that. I okay. forgot. But yeah, I had, I had plenty of sh- strands that I end up liking. They were pretty much all consistently indica mm-hmm. until I smoked the sativa, and I was just like, yeah, nah, never again. So that's probably that's probably sativa that destroyed it for yeah. us. Yeah, <laughs> that was probably it. Is it like the anxiety part of it that makes it too much to do? It's definitely the anxiety. Yeah. Oh my god, I hate it. First of all, I already have anxiety, mm-hmm. so just that alone and then being high with it it's the most not fun thing it's not fun at all and that's what made me like hate smoking weed so much i'm like how is this fun bro i get anxious mm-hmm. and like and it's not i don't like i don't get paranoid and shit like i don't see like shadow people and shit like i'm fully aware it's just like my heart is always going i'm like stop stop 
and it's just nothing you can do. You just got to wait it out. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm smoking to play a waiting game pretty much. Yeah. And that's why I just start feeling like I'm like I'm smoking to wait. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good on this. How much would you smoke when you smoked? Uh, back then, I used to smoke a lot. That Back then, I used to smoke a lot. Um, I wasn't like a wake and bake person. It wasn't it wasn't on my my radar anytime I woke up. I just like I was more of like a social smoker. Okay. I never smoked by myself. Um, put it in perspective, I've never bought weed. Um, I just have literally all my friends smoke weed, so it was just always around. Mm-hmm. So other than that, so yeah, I did smoke a lot back then, especially like in high school. I guess um, probably like, I guess like the peak was when I was eighteen. Okay. Yeah, so when I was, like, 18, that was probably, like, the peak of it, where I was, like, smoking almost every day. Would you say, like, a gram to... Oh, man, we was... I don't know. I mean, put it in perspective, I guess. Because I don't know. I didn't really keep up with it. I mean, other than the times I did keep up was when we had Ounce-mas. Okay. We had a thing called Ounce-mas at a, a friend's house that we used to go to. His name was Scott. Um, but every Christmas... Eve, we'd have ounce-mas, and everyone would bring an ounce. Literally, everyone would bring an ounce. And oh we just smoke the entire time until Christmas. And so everyone said that we're going to dinner or going to unwrap presents mm-hmm. with our family and shit. So. Nice. So, yeah, just to give you, like, the perspective mm-hmm. of, like, how that shit was. So, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Do you think if you were to smoke it again, you would only smoke, like, a little bit? And would you – what would your purpose – what would you want to get out of the cannabis? Um, I was – well, I'm like the person, anytime I do any type of uh, drug or anything, I'm always very careful. Mm-hmm. You know, not like a scary careful. I'm just like, I know what I'm doing. I know how much I should intake or mm-hmm. whatever. So um, when I did start back smoking weed, like back then, like, because I had like a few times that I stopped. But like, I'd like go get a chillum or like a little bowl or something like mm-hmm. that. And then I'll like, like hit it and I'll wait, see how this high is or if I'm, if I need to get a little higher or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it was. But, um, other than that, to be honest, I don't think I would ever go back to smoking. Just off the principle that I feel like I've already made that decision mm-hmm. and, like, I'm comfortable with it now, especially thinking about all the times that I got high. Because I can literally tell you every high story. I remember each one. They're all vague as fuck. And, like, something happened. Mm-hmm. So it's like, <laughs> I don't, it's like no point at this point. It's like, bro, like, every, like, literally every time I got high was an episode. Mm-hmm. Literally an episode. And I just remember, and it's just burnt into my memory because it's just so, it's just wonky as hell. It's mm-hmm. weird. So, <laughs> but yeah. Nice. So, no pot, but what do you recommend for people who use pot? Um, like strand-wise and stuff? or Strand-wise like... or just using in general? Hmm. Uh, don't smoke any... Um, like tobacco products anymore with it like don't roll it in like blunts like i suggest papers mm-hmm. papers was always good when i smoked weed with papers that was the best shit or out of bowls anything just natural natural just all weed just let, if you're gonna smoke weed let it be all weed based that's what i prefer because uh, i feel like the you know like tobacco wraps and stuff like you got like it's more of like a buzz too so mm-hmm. i feel like that's what makes you kind of higher but it's tobacco you yeah. know especially for all the weed lovers and shit like that i feel like if you want to go smoke weed i feel like it's just be weed yeah you know so uh, other than that, uh, I'd probably say like strand wise too. Like I said, my favorites was gelato. I loved gelato. Mm-hmm. Um, Obama Kush was definitely uh, top pick too. 
Um, what else? Yeah, and and I can't really like tell people if they should smoke like sativa or indica because people would like to be up, mm-hmm. and some people would like to you know want to get rest. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, it's it's pretty much just all preference at that point with the indica and sativa. So, but my preference definitely indica. Yeah. Like, so yeah. Yeah, Blue Dream was is really good too. Yeah. So where do you want your career to go? What is the end goal of like how many people do you want following you? What stages do you want to play at? That sort of thing. Um so far, um I'd say I don't really have like a specific goal because that leaves hope and we shouldn't hope for anything. No. I feel like you should just have faith in something. Okay. It's a difference, you know? And I have faith that I'm going to be as successful as I feel like I can be, mm-hmm. you know? Cause, and the reason why I'm saying it like that is because I don't want to oversell myself and let myself down. Yeah. You know, you never want to let yourself down. You want to be as realistic as possible. And that's what takes the edge off of everything. Mm-hmm. That's what literally makes me making music or if I put out a song and I think it's going to do well, but it doesn't, that's what takes the edge off. Cause I'm not hoping that it does well. I just have faith that it does. And if it doesn't, I'm okay with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you got to think about it still. Um, when you, like whenever you put music out on the internet, it's, it's timeless at this point now it's on the internet. So I mean, up to you to delete it or not, of course, but people like juice world, for mm-hmm. example, that song, um, all Girls Are The Same, that song came out probably two or three years before that song even blew up. A lot of people don't even know that. Like, and he's not even like the only person. There's plenty of people that happened to. Mm-hmm. People drop songs from years ago or whatever and they just start getting traction. So like, that's why I kind of like, I'm pretty much just going with the flow, to be honest. Once I hit my first goal, so I say like, once I get like a blue check on Instagram to answer your question and followers wise, once I get my blue check, that's that's one little milestone. After that, I feel like um, at least I don't want to say like a billboard hit, but if I do get, end up on billboard, that'd definitely be another one. But it's not like on my list of things mm-hmm. right now. That's I want to be as realistic and um, what do I want to say. I want to take care of my mind mm-hmm. more than anything because I feel like people crash out. People crash out so much over stuff like this, and then they end up quitting. You know, I feel like you got to be as consistent and persistent as possible. Mm-hmm. So that's why I just, I don't leave any type of expectations. You know, I'm having fun with it. I'm literally going with the flow and whatever goes, goes. And right now I only got like one set plan. And that one set plan is probably just a blue check. And, and what is a blue check? Blue check is uh, the verification that you get on Instagram. So okay. any uh, people that you see like Dwayne, Rock Johnson, or... You know, your favorite rappers like Lil Uzi or whoever, mm-hmm. they have a lot of followers. I mean, I've seen people that got like 10,000 followers and they got a blue check. So it, you don't have to have like a million or whatever. You just get verified mm-hmm. pretty much. So definitely once I get my blue check, I'll definitely be. That's one goal. After that, we can talk about the next goal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We definitely will because I'm excited to hear Yeah, it. definitely, definitely. So what song has, do you have analytics on your songs and stuff like that? I do. I do actually. Uh, it's like this YouTube uh, thing. It's like a little algorithm check or like an information little app. Okay. And it shows you like uh, all the comments or um, like how many views you lost within a time span or how many views you've gained or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, 
shows like like yeah the analytics pretty much is all there whether it's comments uh views literally everything and i check it not a lot because mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying it's expectation you know i don't want to that's all the anxiety into it yeah. you know it's not supposed to be a, a nervous thing and i feel like and i feel like that's very important as an artist if you're going to be an artist your set goal is to be pretty much popular mm-hmm. you're going to be seen and that already comes with a lot mm-hmm. so i feel like if you're nobody right now you should start getting to the mindset of uh just take it easy you know just trust the process mm-hmm. you know don't put too much thought into it especially like if you put too much thought into it i don't feel like it's going to be organic you know and yeah. i feel like that's where the best music comes from it's just being organic mm-hmm. so even though you want to not focus on the analytics have you noticed which one has the most views and do you agree with it like do you think that one should be the one that has the most views or which one do you think should oh, in your right. own mind that you like the most uh i'm trying to see because like and that's that's kind of like it's kind of like an ambiguous question to be honest mm-hmm. especially like for artists because like me in particular it's songs that i love that i feel like should have more views that don't and there's songs that i almost hate and people love them <laughs> and i'm just like okay i don't so that's what i'm saying like it's so much that goes into it and it's i mean i know i'm making it seem like it's a lot mm-hmm. but it it kind of is you know so uh, other than that, I feel like probably 156 bars, but that came out like two years ago. That was okay. my first video ever. So that got like over 12,000 views. Nice. And and that's cool, but I have other songs that I like better than that. Mm-hmm. And people are like, you know, so that's what I'm saying. And people come up to me and they tell me that they like a song and I'd be like, ooh, really? Okay, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you, I guess. But And it's like songs that I want them to hear, and I want them to like it because I like it. And mm-hmm. you're like, it's okay. I'm like, for sure, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, have you played at any stages yet? Definitely, yes? definitely. Which um, ones? I actually uh, performed at Chicago Patio Theater with uh, 1017 Brick Squad, Shoreline Mafia. Uh, who else was there? Some other rappers and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. I met them. Um I performed at the Toyota Park with uh, oh, cool. Vic Mensa, uh, King Louie, uh, who else was there? Wu-Tang Clan. I actually, actually ended up winning that. So All right, so I ended up performing at the Forge in okay. Joliet. I opened up for King Louie. That was dope as hell. That was probably, like, the best show ever. This is my first show. Literally, the whole room was crowded. It was stuffed, and I rocked it. It was, like, a dream come true. It was crazy. Uh, I was on stage next to King Louie. Mm-hmm. I got to rap his song with him, like gathered me up and shit. It was so crazy. But um, after that, they held another uh, show with like underground artists. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I was going up against like five other kids. And they had a contest to where if you, if the crowd likes your music better, you get to perform at the Toyota Park. Okay. It was a huge stage. It was crazy. But um. Not surprisingly, don't want to sound arrogant, <laughs> but not surprisingly, I end up winning that contest. Mm-hmm. The crowd went crazy. They all voted for me. Um, I had a lot of support in there too as well. Like I had a lot of friends and stuff. I appreciate all of them. Um, but I definitely ended up getting that. And mm-hmm. the next day, I had to go perform at Toyota Park with Wu Tang Clan, Vic Mensa. It was like it was like a fucking it was stacked. Like the list was stacked of people. So 
It was definitely dope, though. That's definitely. awesome. Yeah. So only three places. Three places. Okay. Yeah. Where Do you want to play at different festivals and stuff like that? And do you have a dream place? I definitely do. Um, I, don't, I don't think I have, like, a dream place, per se. I'm more of a... Like, as of now, since I'm trying to get my name out there still, I want to definitely perform wherever I'm needed. Mm-hmm. So, as of now, I want to perform wherever I can get, um, you know, people to listen, uh, new fans. I actually got my, I got a lot of fans from the Chicago Patio Theater. It was like over 22, well, I think it was like 2,500 or like 2,000, 2,000, 2,500. Something okay. between that number of people that was in there. And um, I had like, my DM was just, just kept going. Like people were sending me videos of me. And they said, oh, I never heard of you before. And it's like, you, this set you did was dope mm -hmm. as hell. And so I gained like a lot of good friends and fans from uh, just the Chicago Patio Theater alone. So that's like awesome. the expectation. So in particular, to answer your question, I don't have a set place to perform just yet. Okay. I just want to perform where I'm needed. Okay. Yeah. Would you want to play it like festivals though like Lollapalooza hell yeah yeah definitely that, that would definitely be a, a dream but I feel like I don't know like like as of now or are you mm -hmm. talking about like future wise future okay definitely yeah hell yeah Lollapalooza would definitely be on there definitely that'd probably be it though because I feel like stadiums and shit like that I feel like yeah, you gotta be like Drake level for that shit I don't I don't want to sell myself short but I don't know if like stadium like imagine like a hundred thousand people mm -hmm. or whatever. However many people that go in there, twenty thousand or something like that. I wonder what the application process is for playing at like Lollapalooza <laughs> or something. Because I think it'd be really cool like if you put like an application in somewhere like there and like yeah. you might be like you know like one of the earlier artists, but you can gain a lot of traction from something like that. You know. I feel like uh, I feel, I don't want to say rigged, but I mm -hmm. definitely feel like you have to have some type of connect. Okay. You definitely have to have some type of connect because just like with uh, Cole Bennett and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I know I've met Cole Bennett one time at Prairie Fest and he gave me this kid's number that works for Lyrical, for Lyrical Lemonade. His name was Jake. And um, I, I, I had actually FaceTimed him and he answered. And he was like, yeah, well, I didn't want to bother him, but mm -hmm. he was like, he was at the club and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, just text me or whatever. So. He ended up messaging me back. He was like, how exactly did you get my number? And I was like, Cole Bennett gave it to me. And I know he thought I was lying. So I sent him a video of me and Cole Bennett. And um, he still didn't respond. I'm like, fuck, bro, goddamn. So I'm like, look, I'm not, this is my last time message. I'm not going to blow your shit up at all. Mm -hmm. And I just told him, like, is there any type of way that you can just give me any type of information on how to get a video or, like, how to give me any type of contact mm -hmm. with anybody in Lyrical Illuminate? Still haven't heard from him. Okay. So I had to go to like fucking Reddit and okay. Google and shit. Like, how do you get a Cole Bennett video? That's what I'm saying. It's just <laughs> shit like that. I feel like you have to be um, connected in some type of group of, mm -hmm. with them up there in order to do anything like that. So I think you should, once you have the song that gives you goosebumps yourself, mm -hmm. send it to him. Send him a video and give him goosebumps and see what happens, you know? I definitely did that. <laughs> I definitely did that. I sent him Audemars. Like I said, it was my favorite mm -hmm. song of mine. It is so good. I, and that's not like me bragging. Like, mm -hmm. I, that's my, this is literally just my opinion. I, that is such a good song to me. And I sent it to him, and he didn't respond. So, 
Like, Hopefully one day he hears this podcast and <laughs> we're like, damn, bro. All right, for sure. <laughs> you got to find Cole Bennett again and be like, I don't know. You need to help me, man. I'm trying to tell you, bro. I'm like almost about to beg. Almost. But no, I won't get that. I won't get that. <laughs> yeah. So what is the feeling that you get when you're making music? And is that the feeling that drives you to continue? Or what is it that you feel that drives you to keep making music every day and to be inspired and love what you're doing? Um, I'd probably say, I don't know, when I'm, I, I typically get the feeling when I'm writing. Okay. When I'm writing the music, that's why I get like that, those goosebumps and shit mm-hmm. like that. Cause like, I remember like, not even just remember, like this happens all the time. Like if I'm writing and like I put it down and I'll just look back at my phone and my notes, I'm like, I'm raw as fuck. Like I can't <laughs> believe I just said that. And I'm like, so that's like pretty much the majority of the time that I get those type of feelings. But when I'm in the studio, um, I I get the feeling, but it's not as you know exhilarating as mm-hmm. it was when I was writing. So, but I don't know. I mean, you don't really get too much feeling in the studio because like you got all these dudes around you and shit, and um, they kind of like knock you off. It mm-hmm. kind of like fucks up the aura. Cause like they're all laughing or we either drinking and shit like that. So you're like, I'm trying to focus and yeah. like be in my element and you guys are like distracting a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's kind of distracting, you know? And especially like when you like cutting in and out sometimes. So like mm-hmm. say if I was freestyling or whatever, and I'm like trying to get this bar or like this, uh, little lyrics in and like, we're just tapping in tapping out. It don't feel the same. So I feel like if I was to be in a studio by myself, I feel like my music sounds so much different, mm-hmm. so much different, because I actually put more into it, you know? Okay. Would you ever want to get a setup at your house and record there and get someone to edit it? Fuck yes. Oh, I'm praying and waiting on the day. Like, I had something like that almost for a second, and I, like, I had this kid that was engineering for me and stuff, uh, which is Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... I guess he wasn't like feeling it anymore, you know. Like he just, it wasn't like his thing. Like he, like, and the thing that kind of pissed me off about it is that he came to me about it. Like I just told him I made music, but he was so willing to like, you know, let's let's do this shit together mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was like, all right, bet. So uh, after a while, that he was engineering, and we did a couple shows together and stuff like that. It was one day out of nowhere, and he was just like. Oh, we're not seeing any money from it, dude. And it was like a whole argument. Like, bro, it was like we only been recording for like eight months at this point, almost a year. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, well, look at NLE Chopper and yada yada. He's like seventeen and he's already on with one song. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this even means mm-hmm. or where you trying to get at. But if you don't want to do it, bro, fuck it. You don't. I don't need you no more. Try. And some artists take a while to blow up, but once they do, they become huge. Exactly. And then that's the thing too. Like we don't. I'm pretty sure NLE Chopper was making music beforehand. He probably mm-hmm. just caught, had a song that caught on. Mm-hmm. You know. So that's probably like legit. It, other than that, I mean, unless he probably did make that one song and he blew up off of it. You know. Kudos to him. It's very nice. But I don't know. You know, as people that surround you like that, and I'm not talking down on them or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, that's he just didn't want to do it no more. But at the same time, it is going to be people like that mm-hmm. that don't see what you see. You know, you can't fault them for that. It's your dream. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But at the same time, he did come around and tell me. So don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and like when you're an entrepreneur, like you don't see your comeback right away. Like it takes a little bit. Yeah, it's lit, bro. Anything you, first of all, of course people want to be a rapper because what? They all are rich. They're rich as fuck. They're doing all the things that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Bro, no, no millionaire happens overnight. Mm-hmm. Ever. And if it did, it's by luck. Mm-hmm. It's literally luck. You're, it's like you're taking risk. We're all taking risk, and I'll be taking a risk if to stop. Mm-hmm. I already invested all this time. I'm what three years deep now. That's not a long ass time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 25, but I'm not 30. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's, I know plenty of rappers that's literally 35 and they just now get traction or mm-hmm. just now blow up. Yes, like last year. Yeah. You know, so I'm not worried about that. And you have like 15 thousand followers on instagram already no right now i'm only sitting at uh six thousand six thousand okay so, like so it's like well, let me see i gotta look at it i have i have because i looked and i was like yeah that's awesome yeah no it's that's pretty awesome. dope it's definitely dope uh i have oh i have yeah five thousand nine hundred and ninety three nice. so yeah so Almost at 6,000. So you just need seven more followers. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. We're, <laughs> we're trucking. We're yeah. trucking. Yeah, so uh, and, uh, I think Twitter, I have uh, 450 followers. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on TikTok, I think I got like, <laughs> I don't know how many followers I got, but I know I got like over like, wait, I think it was a video I had made, I put out. It had like, 15,000 plays on it. Okay. Yeah, so that was exciting. But that's like my only video. Everything else is like 200, 300, and shit like that. So, like I say, trust the process. <laughs> and, you know, for marketing-wise, like a lot of people who are putting songs out on TikTok, they're just blowing up, you know? Exactly. Yeah, no, I've already pumped probably like over a thousand and some dollars into just promotion. Mm-hmm. Like marketing is definitely key. Yeah. You, you, and that's why I try to like stress to my friends that make music too. I hate to see an artist or anybody put out something and like don't market or promote. I feel like you should always promote, promote, promote. Because first of all, YouTube's algorithm is terrible. It's trash. People like their recommended, you see recommended from like seven years ago just pop up and now everybody's like, that's literally how memes happen. Like the, the N.I.U.P. guy, mm-hmm. N.I.U.P. That was like three years ago, three, four years ago. And that shit, like, just popped on, like, what, like, a year ago or something mm-hmm. like that? That shit was, like, all famous or whatever? That's what I'm saying. So I feel like promoting and marketing is the best strategy for anybody that's mm-hmm. putting out anything, any type of content. So, yeah. And what has your marketing plan been? Pretty much I go to any um, influencers on Instagram, anybody that has a blue check, mm-hmm. or just anybody with more than uh, 100,000 or at least 50,000 followers um i always go to them and i ask if they're doing any promotions and uh what's their deals and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i pay him last guy he had seventy thousand, and uh he charged me 300 to mm-hmm. you know put me in a skit mm-hmm. I was like hell yeah he had like over uh i think like fifty thousand views on it so damn yeah that's awesome said my name put the song on there added me mm-hmm. me and uh Retrose, and got some traction. So, so I'm saying, it, it, definitely invest in your craft. Yeah. Definitely invest in it. So, 
What do you have any advice for anyone that's starting to make music or thinking about it? Pretty much what I said from the beginning. Who's ever listening to this, just skip back to where I was at in the beginning. I was saying, like, don't have hope in nothing because expectations is literally what have people crash out. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the, like, the saddest things ever because I've known people that got so much talent and they don't get the traction that they feel like they need and then they just stop. Cause you get you put too much hope into it. I feel like if you want to do this, do it genuinely. Have fun with it. Um, you could also keep like the you know the serious mind about it and stuff too. But I feel like your mental should be on point first. Mm -hmm. Definitely should be on point. Cause you got to think about the industry, and the industry is a cutthroat business. So I'm not saying be keen on business first. If you want to, that's definitely a up. But mental state definitely have a, a a nice mental state and i know a lot of artists don't come from a good mental state you know mm -hmm. the drugs and stuff like that but majority of them still don't do drugs majority i know a lot of them do and and rp to the ones that had passed away from mm -hmm. that but a lot of artists just like thug rap or whatever that talk about guns and shit like that they're living in the hills mm -hmm. and they talking about this shit you know people that had addiction and shit like that. They're not on any drugs anymore, you know? They have a stable mind, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I'd say that's probably, like, the biggest thing. That's, like, the biggest thing, uh, mental health. Yeah. So have good mental health. Um, also, like, any type of comments or feedback that you get, always take it as creative criticism or constructive mm -hmm. criticism. Don't take anything to heart. You don't know that person. Mm -hmm. There are maybe people across the globe that hate you that's all internet yeah you know be as realistic as you can biggest advice i can give be as realistic as you can use logic yeah yeah how do you recommend focusing on a good mental space a good positive mindset um i'd say keeping people that you know genuinely have like the best interest in you you know mm -hmm. they actually like i know a lot of people may not have support or whatever but to be honest my biggest supporters is probably my dad i know i said supporters plural but just thinking about it now and that's literally all i need i could really care less about anybody else's opinion mm -hmm. because like my dad just talking to him he's just he's like that man i admire to be him i admire to be that man but um He's probably my biggest support system, and I just feel like that's all I need. But for anybody else out there, you gotta, you gotta, whatever makes you happy, whatever you do in that meantime, whatever makes you comfortable, relaxed, whatever type of nostalgia, whatever type of, really anything. I don't care if it's a blanket, a, a video game, smoke, anything. If that's what keeps you comfortable, I say do that. I wouldn't say like drugs or anything. Mm -hmm. Find something that's actually like positive, real and tangible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and and just stick with that because that's what I do. And mm -hmm. and like on the outside of that, like on the outside of music, that's what I just do. Period. Like if I ever go through something, I my first initiation is not to go run to somebody. Mm -hmm. I, I I stopped that shit a long time ago. I literally 
I hang out with myself. That's what we need to start doing. We need to start hanging out with ourselves, starting to get to know us, just yourself. What do you like? What do you want to do today? Today's my day. Mm-hmm. You know, I get to pick and choose what I want to eat. You know, just little simple shit like that. And just think about, I'm pretty sure everybody's had some type of relationship, whether it was with a friend or a boy or a girl or whatever. And it was always some type of sense of direction that they tried to give you or they tried to stop you from doing this or whatever. Now think about all those times and now that you're alone, think of what all you can do now that they're not around. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, that feels so good. You know what I'm saying? Like it feels mm-hmm. great to just do what you feel like doing. You know, so that's what, I, that's what makes me get over a lot. Mm-hmm. Just getting to know me. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely been working on a lot of mental health stuff. And they say that when you smoke too much cannabis, it can cause anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that it calms me down. So I, I'm not changing emotions as much when I'm high, but it does sometimes cause me to be more depressed. So it's like, taking a step back from that from smoking too much and just seeing like what it is like you're talking about that is in my mental space to help me yeah so that's awesome that's really good advice definitely that's dope dope so kind of before we wrap this up who do you want to feature with that you haven't already like maybe it's someone that you know that you could feature with tomorrow or maybe someone that you is like i don't know if i could ever feature with them but that would be a dream Don't I don't I want to say it, but it's so funny, and it's cliche as fuck. It's so cliche. Say it. It's okay. Drake. That Drake would be awesome. Is a fucking cheat code. You get one Drake feature, you're on. Mm-hmm. Period. There's there's not there's literally nothing else in between before. If you get a Drake feature, that's literally it. You're mm-hmm. on. He's a cheat code. So. Other than that, I mean, if I say, like, anybody, like, less than that, oh, shit, I don't know. I don't, I don't fucking, I never really thought about it, because, like, I always focused so much on me being mm-hmm. an artist and finding my own sound, you know? And so, I feel like I took too long on trying to find my own sound that I never worried about features. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I'm giving you the Drake feature answer, because that dude is a cheat code. <laughs> Some of your music, like, I was, like, getting, like, Drake vibes from. I'm like, this is cool. Like, this, I could definitely, like, I wanted to add some of your music to my playlist, but you didn't have it on Apple Music. It's yeah. only on YouTube. Oh, man. Well, see, the thing about that, so, getting music, that's what, all right, you gotta remember, I'm signed <laughs> to a label. I'm signed to a okay. sub-label. It's uh, called TCB Records. I got okay. signed to them almost two and a half years ago. Um, their marketing and shit is great, but, but getting songs copyrighted mm-hmm. and making sure they get monetized and all the beats that I found and that they didn't give me have to get paid for and we have to get like masters and mm-hmm. shit like that and then just getting it distri- that takes a long time. That one song, Fuck Your Feelings, that got mm-hmm. on all platforms, that shit took like almost two and a half months. Damn almost two and a half that's crazy mm-hmm. so now imagine if i come to them with a plethora of songs and they have to go to each and every single one individually because all the beats that i have are probably from different producers mm-hmm. and shit like that and then they got to reach out to the people like their managers maybe and they still got to like get the um the beats like sampled or whatever like all mm-hmm. oh god it's a process so as of now i'm just working on getting the traction off soundcloud and youtube mm-hmm. and then after i get 
the traction. Say if one of the beat makers or whatever come to me and they say that I got to pay for it or get a leasing or whatever, we can go from there and do it that way. Because mm-hmm. right now, getting it on all platforms is a headache. That's yeah. just a headache. And I don't want to wait. I don't want to make nobody wait that long to listen to music. You know, so I have to be heard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, just add the songs from Chilo Greedy onto your YouTube playlist and you'll love it on your hype playlist. I promise. You've got some good chill songs, too. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So is there any last advice you have out there for the listeners, either for someone that's going to be working in your similar industry or anyone that'll be working in the cannabis industry? Um, I have to say, for all the people that's making music or whatever, um, definitely be yourself. Um, don't try to imitate somebody else's music at all. You don't want to be a clone because you have to remember after you get whatever attraction that you was looking for, you wasn't yourself. And now every time you go out, you have to be that clone. Be somebody else. You have to be somebody else now. So, And this is going to wear you out. Um, all the cannabis smokers, assalamu alaikum to you. Uh, keep it up. If that's what you feel that makes you as comfortable as possible, and that's what gets you through the day. Like I say, whatever makes you happy, whatever keeps you afloat, that's what you need to be doing. If it feels right, it is right. And like I always say, if it looks like a duck and it sounds like a duck, then what the fuck is it? Mm-hmm. It's a fucking duck. So <laughs> that's, 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 that's my best advice I can give to anybody. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, any last words um, about your career or anything? I think that's about it. I, I really appreciate you having me mm-hmm. on the podcast. This was amazing. Um, very good questions as well, too. Thank you. Um, anybody out there that's listening, um, please go subscribe to her channel. Follow anything that she has uh, on any platforms. Um, that's, that's pretty much it. I, I Thank you. Thank you for this. Mm-hmm. This is my first podcast ever, and... This is definitely an honor. Thank yeah. you. It's been an honor. I'm so glad we were able to reconnect after about 15 years of not seeing each other. Or, uh, I mean, kind of communicating over Instagram. but Definitely. The yeah. nostalgia is dripping out of my pores right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, the last time you were at my house, it wasn't even built yet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, and don't forget to follow Chulo Greedy on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. Do you have Facebook? Well, I said Instagram. Uh, Facebook is mainly for um, family friends, like marketing. I'm I'm never on Facebook, but yeah, you can follow me, uh, Greedy Chulo, on Instagram. Um, I'm on YouTube, same thing, Greedy Chulo. Uh, What else I got? SoundCloud, Greedy Chulo. Um, Yeah, that's about it. That's really about it. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and we'll see you on another episode of Geeking Cannabis.